I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow. Mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. Ah, good morning, everybody. Speaking of empty stomachs, coffee tastes so much better and gives you such a bigger jolt when you got nothing in the tank, doesn't it? This is a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. Thank you guys very much for joining. Hanging out on Instagram at Rudy underscore Povich. First off, thank you to Mira who sent me a video of her wearing her sweet new A Long Walk to Cleveland shirt yesterday. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Joshua in the Instagram live feed saying, nice mug. You mean my face or the actual mug of coffee that I'm drinking? Is that the deal? I hope so. Uh, This mug in particular is my favorite mug, besides my A Long Walk to Cleveland mug. Obviously. Uh, This mug in particular is because this is from Vancouver. It is uh, the logo of CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Channel. uh, It's what I grew up on. When you're from northern Minnesota, you get... Like, our Channel 5 was CBC, so I grew up on, like, Hockey Night in Canada, Don Cherry, all these dudes, you know, Degrassi Junior High. Like, we were rocking Degrassi Junior High before people were rocking Degrassi Junior High. Like, all before Drake was on it, all all before it, man. Trailer Park, we knew all about Canadian broadcasting and its fine entities well before anybody else got their grubby little mitts on it. So when I went to Vancouver, I said, the only thing I want is something from CBC. And when we uh, walked into some, uh, I don't know, there was like some gift shop somewhere. I don't know, that whole trip. You know, when you travel with like, you know, your buddies and it's just four dudes in Vancouver and you're doing nothing but walking around and drinking and that city, oh boy, that city will get you right wrecked. But I walked into a gift shop and lo and behold, the CBC mug was, uh, was right in front of my face. I picked this thing up and I walked up to the cash, uh, the cashier and uh, this lady and I, I bet we talked for 45 minutes about Degrassi and about, um, uh, let's see, uh, old boy 416, ha ha, I'm close to the real Degrassi Jr. The real one? Like the actual real? No kidding. Wow. Dude, get me a t-shirt. Send that one for sure. Um, but yeah, I grew up on like all that stuff, man. It was, oh, it was exquisite. Hockey Night in Canada? Go back and find, if you really want to just like take a deep dive on some funny broadcasting moments, just Google Don Cherry. A guy called Canadian hockey for years. He was a huge loudmouth. I mean, he was like, you know, in pro wrestling when they have the guys like, you know, that Jesse Ventura, when he would uh, get up and he would like, instead of wrestling, he'd do the commentary. I'm telling you, goddamn, dude. Uh, Toronto. Oh, it's in Toronto. Oh, no shit. I didn't know it was in Toronto. Eh, I'll be damned. But, uh, but that guy was like old school, man. You got to check that dude out. Oh man. I love that. It's growing up on that dude. Ah, yeah. Oh, memories. Oh, memories. No, but, uh, CBC. And here's the thing about like CBC. When they got the Olympics, they are on 24 seven. Like if the Olympics are on the other side of the, there's a dude on the, on CBC. I don't think he's around anymore, but when we were kids, that guy would start broadcasting at, I don't know, 6 a.m. morning of the Olympics. And it'd be like three weeks straight. That dude would not leave the air. You'd get to like day nine and he'd have like a five o'clock shadow and huge bags under his eyes. And he'd be calling the javelin toss. And you're like, what the dude, go take a nap. Jesus Christ. 
his suits. Yes. I agree, old boy. Suits. Those suits were the best. The best suits. Don Cherry suits. One can only aspire to have that sort of fashion. <laughs> God damn. You don't see that anymore. You know, like I hang out with a bunch of schlubby comedians. Everybody's dressed in like baggy pants and hoodies. I don't know. Would it kill you to maybe get a haircut, put on something with buttons, a tie? You can always tell the mark of a made man because his collars and his cuffs are different colors than the actual shirt. Like if you get a guy with a blue shirt, but the collar is white and the cuffs are white, don't mess with that guy. That guy's got connections. You're going to be sleeping with the fishes at some point. For sure. Uh, Merchandise. Speaking of uh, Mira rocking her A Long Walk to Cleveland shirt, and uh, I'm going to be busting it out this weekend because it is supposed to be somewhat kind of chilly this weekend. Uh, All the new hoodies and stuff, those are up. RudyPovich.com. Coming up September 9th, Twin Cities Film Fest. Their offices in West End in St. Louis Park. Going to be doing uh, shorts and a stand-up. So if you want, please feel free, man. We'd love to have you come out and hit me up. I'll get you on a guest list. Uh, we'll be screening my film, Raising a Daughter, and then also be doing about that 10, 15 minutes of stand-up afterwards. So uh, we just say hi to some people, huh? What's up, Katie? Hi, Anna. Nice to see you. What's up, BJ? Patty, good morning. Uh, Lindsay, good morning, Lindsay. Hi from Wisconsin. How's Larry Fest? I imagine you went. We did not go this year. Larry Fest is a bluegrass festival out on a farm in the middle of Wisconsin. And uh, if you've, uh, I, I mean, instead of going to Larry Fest some years, I just thought it'd have been easier if I just threw myself down a flight of stairs on Friday and then just covered my wounds with vodka. Because I think I would feel the same. That drive home like three hours from the middle of Wisconsin when you've been sitting out in the field with cows listening to bluegrass music with no shoes on. That's a hell of a drive. That's, that is a son of a bitch to get back home. Ugh, it's gross. Ah, uh, yeah. So, uh, but I'm glad uh, this year we decided to uh, forego it. Uh, just a walking billboard, you know. I know, Mira. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Danielle wore my sweatshirt up in Bemidji a couple of weeks ago. It's nice material, is it not? It's goddamn, dude. I gotta say, Tanya, not chilly in Texas. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? I bet it's hot as shit right now, but but there's that like nice little like couple of weeks, end of September, beginning of October, where our weather is exquisite and it's still like 107 down in Texas. I mean, obviously in the middle of January when Texas is like, dude, we're rocking it at like 75. You're like, oh, God, you guys suck. Piss off. Piss off you and your giant hat, sir. Uh, today on the show, going to be doing one rant for the road. Also got up last night. And uh, last night was one of these nights where I was like, dude, uh, Lynn, love your shirt. Are you talking about the Metallica shirt that I'm wearing right now? I know I, I do get a lot of compliments on it. You guys know Metallica, right? Have we have we discussed Metallica? I hope so. Um, Danielle, super comfortable. Had a couple of people stop to ask me about it. Shit, yeah, you did. That's right, you did. Where's this, where's this long walk to Cleveland? That You know what's funny, though? I've had a lot of people stop me and be like, what are you doing in town? I'm like, uh, I'm living here? What are you talking about? They're like, didn't you move to Cleveland? I'm like, not, no, didn't move to Cleveland. <laughs> Nowhere near Cleveland. Uh, Metallica, yeah, let's get back to the t-shirt. Metallica, Metallica, hands down, one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, if you were to take the essence of Metallica, right? All the great music that that band came out with over the years. And then you take the essence of 80s prop comic Gallagher and you smash the two together you wind up with Metallica. 
It's five guys on stage playing Metallica songs while their lead singer dresses like Gallagher and smashes fruit the entire set. It's my, it's hands down. Like people call it a gimmick or a novelty band. I say bullshit. I say majesty. I say sprinkled unicorn. Listen, it's glitter farts, okay? This is the best. It's hands down the best. My buddy Jim was their bass player for a long time. And I've loved that band. The first time I saw him was like 2006, I think it was. And I just, I fell in love. I fell in love with it. Because first off, I love Metallica, especially the old stuff. And then the fact that they're smashing fruit and doing, it's goddamn, it was hilarious. I've seen Metallica many times. Used to go to the Triple Rock in Minneapolis to go see him. I saw him at the end of Summer Bash in La Crosse, Wisconsin for an old uh, radio station promotion. But the best time I ever saw, hands down, the best performance I've ever seen of Metallica. One night, it was like $9 to get in. It's First Avenue. Me, my brother-in-law, my sister, our concert friend Liz, the four of us go in. You have Metallica, Oakley Dokley. I'll get to that in a second. Hang on. Uh, Metalachi and... Max Sabbath. Let me explain. Okay. Uh, we got a little bit of rock music we can put underneath this. I don't know. This is the classic rock will work. All right. Good enough. Well, let's put a little music under it. Okay. So, uh, Metallica, obviously, as I explained, Metallica gets up, played the Metallica songs, guys smashing fruit. The next band up is a band called Oakley Dokley. Everybody in the band is dressed like Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. The green shirt, the mustaches, it is, it, and every lyric of the songs are all things that Ned Flanders has said on The Simpsons. It's brilliant. After every, after every single song, the lead singer is just like up there screaming his ass off, you know, rah, 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 kill your mothers, eat your back, whatever it is. Obviously, Ned Flanders didn't say that. But then he gets to the end of it, and right as soon as the music stops, he's like, ah! Oakley Dookley neighbor Roonies. Hysteria. The funniest thing I've ever seen. I didn't know anything about these guys until I saw them at first half, and they crushed it. After that is a uh, mariachi band from Mexico City called Metalachi, where they just go up and they have the oversized guitar. They got the maracas. They got the giant sombreros. They come out. They're playing Rain and Blood by Slayer. It's It's awesome. It's, it's a sight to see. They come around every once in a while. I think they tour the States probably like once or twice a year. So I would say if you see Metalachi in your area, go find them because they are great. The band that rounded out the night, who's actually coming back here and I think playing the fine line in a couple of weeks. They are, Lynn says, uh, so I wish I could stay on, but I got to go see a patient. Well, I'll catch it in the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Okay, Lynn. Have a great weekend, though. Appreciate you. Have a great night. Uh, the last band of the evening was Max Sabbath. Max Sabbath is the McDonald's-inspired Black Sabbath tribute act where every member of the band dresses like different characters of McDonald's. You have the Hamburglar, Ronald McDonald, Grimace. The guy who plays the bass does, I think, Mayor Mc, is it Mayor McCheese? But he's got like these giant tusks that come out. It's the goddamn funniest thing. And all of their songs sound exactly like Black Sabbath, except for they rearrange the lyrics a little bit, you know? So instead of like, um, generals calling in their masses, the guy would like change the lyrics and be like, you know, 
Eat your french fries with some ketchup. <laughs> Old boy, now you're making this up. I swear to God, this all exists. This, it was $9 at First Avenue, and that tour lasted for like six months. Max Sabbath, look them up. They're coming back to the fine line. Minneapolis. Oh, you know what? Now that we're here. Now, if you're going to show the gun, you got to fire it. So hang on. Let's see. Max Sabbath. Uh, in fact, we might as well just play a little bit of Max Sabbath since we're talking about him. Fine line. Let's see. When is it? September 7th. Oh, dude. Oh, postpone. Postpone. No, not postpone. See, they're playing with a band called Speed Dealer. And that band used to be called Ario Speed Dealer. <laughs> ah, the show has been postponed. Son of a bitch. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to go. I was, I've already seen Max Sabbath. It's never going to get better than what it was with Metallica. So I'm good. I don't need to go see it anymore. I'm, I'm fine with that. But let's, let's actually play a little bit. Because I hate when radio stations and when podcasts talk about things and they don't, you know... Let's see. And then they don't bring it up. They don't play the thing that they're talking about, which I hate. Is this right? (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a great version. I hate this when they... Green onions makes me yeah, see, I hate it when they do, like, the live version of this stuff sometimes because it doesn't really... It sucks, man. Like, stand-up is fine when you just take a recording with your phone. I get that. But usually music sucks, though, because there's too much sort of reverb from everything. Um, More ribs is actually war pigs. Let's see. I gotta find something that sounds good. Oh, these guys are just... Just Mary McCheese, Giant Tuss playing the guitar, Grimace. They got, you know, deathly clowns up on stage with them. <laughs> All the Big Macs are burning? Come on! You would pay $9 to go see this at first half? <laughs> uh, Maximilian, that's awesome. Back in the day of records, we listened to Kip a Kip Adota? Life in the Slaw Lane? Oh, man, I guess I don't know Kip. I, mean, I guess I never... I there was a whole Dr. Demento era that I sort of missed out on a couple of things here and there um, that I wish I would have, like, gotten into more. Because I know there was, like, some really good... Like, especially, like, right when that stuff started first coming out, Weird Al, Another One Rides the Bus, all that that nobody had, like, really heard of yet. I mean, I know there were some parodies out there, but nothing like what Weird Al was doing back in the day. And Dr. Demento really took that and just you know, shoved it into the stratosphere. Uh, Last night, I was going to bring this up last night. uh, My intentions were to sit down and actually watch a movie and do nothing last night. I really wanted to do nothing. That was like, dude, you've been running around all week. You got a big weekend. Adam Carolla's in town. He's going to be doing four shows, uh, two tonight, two tomorrow. I'm going to all four. And I was like, man, you just need to like chill for a moment. No, fuck no. That's not how it happens, man. Last night, I thought Michael Rappaport is also in town, who's at House of Comedy, who I love. Oh, dude, if you're anti-Trump, why are you not following Michael Rappaport? If you don't like the right, follow Michael Rappaport. If you're tired of people burning down cities, follow Michael Rappaport. If you can't stand it when Antifa is like going after old people in crosswalks, 
You have to follow Michael Rappaport. It's the listen, there's not much for us people over 40, but Michael Rappaport is our voice. The guy is hilarious and poignant and fired up. And you know, like five months ago when I was just bitching about everything, like that's what Michael Rappaport is. I, I've sort of like calmed down now that like I'm getting a little bit more sleep and I'm out of a stressful situation. I'm a little bit more calmer than I used to be. I mean, that's why I actually have to do on Fridays a segment, which we're going to do here in just a bit called one rant for the road, just so that I can mm, get it out. But yeah, uh, last night I was like, dude, you're just going to sit and you're going to chill. Fuck no, dude. I ended up doing two sets last night. I went down to Sisyphus Brewing. They had their open mic, hung out there for a bit, got on stage. Uh, that I'm telling you, man, don't sleep on Sisyphus. Go see a show there. Go find anybody. In fact, this weekend, if you got nothing going on Saturday night, one of uh, a good acquaintance of mine, a guy by the name of Steve Gillespie, he's from town. Steve and I, uh, I think I told you guys the story about being on um, I wasn't American. What the hell was the name of that show? America's Got Talent. And getting through the first round, uh, me and my buddy Dave, when we were doing this sort of comedic musical thing called Dude Worthy, we got through on the first round of America's Got Talent. And Steve had also gotten through on that first round. And I remember us being down at the convention center, sort of hanging out. And and we sort of kind of knew each other from stand-up, but not really and, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm watching that guy just like crush it now for the last like 10 years, 10, 15 years and seeing all this come together. He's got his album release, which is out now. Excuse me. Uh, I believe it's on Spotify and, it's, you know, all the places you can get albums, but he's doing an album release at Sisyphus tomorrow night. I think it's 10 bucks to get in, 10, 15 bucks. There's like eight comics on the bill. And that room, if you're, especially if you like good beers, Sisyphus with that comedy room, please go Saturday night, man. That's where it's going to be at for sure. Uh, But I went down to Sisyphus last night and was like, all right, you got some new stuff. You've been kind of like penning. And plus some of these jokes have shelf lives. Like, you know, I guess last night I wanted to try something with this new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer that came out. Everybody lost their goddamn minds about joke than what it got laughs for, for hey, sure. I had a date this week, went and saw a movie. Uh, don't Speak To? Anybody see it? No? Fuck yeah, Don't Speak To. Apparently nobody listened in the first one. <laughs> Jesus. We got into the movie, she's like, you see the first one? I'm like, no. She's like, you're never gonna believe how it ends. I'm like, let me guess, somebody fucking spoke. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Why would you make the second? The first movie was called, hey, shut the fuck up, we're all gonna die. We wouldn't be watching this shitty second one. <laughs> it's funny, because after I said that, I was like, oh, I realized where these people lost me there for a second. It's because when I yelled, hey, shut the fuck up, people thought I was actually yelling at the crowd to shut the fuck up. That's not... <laughs> Ah, man. And then uh, last night as I was driving home, it's like, I don't know, 9.15. Thinking I'm going to head home, watch a little bit of Louder Milk, which I just saw Olina text me. Hey, 
Binge louder milk yesterday. Dude, it's good, ain't it? It's good shit. Hell yeah, please. It's, I, I, please let me know what you think, because I love that show. I am so infatuated with it. So I was on the way home and took a wrong turn off an exit and realized, oh shit, I can't go this way. I can't get back on the highway. But I just happened to be driving past another place that does uh, a show on Thursday nights. And I'm like, well, if I'm driving past, I'm already here. I bet, you know, the list has probably already gone mostly through every comic that wants to get on. I'm going to, I'll jump on. We'll see what up. And uh, I stop into the bar real quick and I run into two guys that I used to run around town with, you know, 10 years, even more than that, actually, more like 15 years ago, 14 years ago. And... I ran in. It was great. It was like old times. Like these guys are getting back out again. They're just, you know, I, Gabe Noah, Chris Matic. I mean, these guys have been like pounding, you know, stages for years now. And because of the pandemic, you know, they lost a lot of income and now they're finally starting to get back out again. And it was great. It was nice hanging with guys that are like my own age. Because you go to these mics and you're hanging out with like 22 year old kids and you're just like, ugh, yeah, we have nothing in common. Oh, it's awful. But it was, uh, it was nice to see those guys. Everybody got up, did some time last night, talked about the old days for a little while, which I'm glad none of us are, like, stewing in. Some people just sort of, like, sit back on their laurels and just go, yeah, this is what we've done. We had some great moments, and now this is what it's... But everybody's still working towards things. You know, I mean, Gabe had a podcast called Confession... Confi- Profession Confession? Where he was having people, like... Navy SEALs come in and talk about like the dirty parts of their jobs. And that podcast goddamn blew up. It was great. They do a podcast together called Servitude. If you've ever worked in the service industry, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, and that's mostly what most of their content comes from is people that have worked in restaurants throughout the years. Um, It's a really funny, poignant, eye-opening podcast about not only how hard that business can be, but also some of the dipshits that they hire to work in restaurants, you know? I, I listen. You you make the, all all the bones you want about fifteen dollars minimum wage and shit. There's a lot of people that don't deserve fifteen dollars an hour. There's no way you just don't. And then on top of it, you're also getting tipped. There's not a chance in hell. You have zero skills, not a one. I mean, listen. There's a reason why that profession people fall back on it when they've been, they've gone out and they've they've done other things artistically. I mean, three-fourths of everybody who works at the Cheesecake Factory has an album. Do they not? They must. I would imagine so, right? And I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying there's a lot of people that find that job because they got nothing else going on. Not a knock. Just saying. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Let's see. Let's read a couple of comments. Olina, I love it. Good. I'm glad you like Loudermilk. Loudermilk's great. The whole show is phenomenal. Every seat. Ah, it's so goddamn good. Uh, watched the whole first season and started the second. Yeah. Oh, wait till you get to the end of the second. Ah, so much happens. So much happens to our friends. Ah. Oh, I'm almost like, you, you ever get that thing where you get jealous of people who haven't watched a show yet and you get jealous that they get to all see it for the, fr- like, I finished Game of Thrones in the whole series. I finished the whole damn thing in like, like three and a half weeks. I was watching like five episodes a day. In fact, the night before the last show, the the series finale, I was I had a show in Wisconsin. Was driving back from Wisconsin, and it was like I don't know midnight, one in the morning, and I had the phone propped up. And I'm not proud of it, but I had the phone propped up in the windshield of the car, 
watching like the third to last episode so I could be all caught up when I, and I, I got, listen, I watched that second to last episode in a parking lot, <laughs> like three hours before the series finale went on HBO. And then I got to the end and then they just, they, I'm not, I don't know, whatever. I'm not, I don't think I'm giving anything away. If you haven't watched it by now, you're probably never going to get to it, but the fucking throne melts and then that's it. And you're like, that's it. We're all, we're done. Okay. We're all done. That's okay. Well, wow. Can't believe I wasted three and a half weeks, five episodes. Do you know how much time that first off I watched like 27 minutes of television a day. That's it. One episode of ladder milk is all I get. So the fact that I sat down and binged this like crazy, uh, Olina, I'm, I'm on the episode where, where, oh, Will, like in Will Sasso returns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Ah, yeah. Oh, there's oh, there's all sorts of like nuggets that are coming your way. I'm I'm jealous that you get to watch it for the first time. That is the that is the nice thing about shows that you already know that it's happening when you get to see somebody and they're just like, and then you see them the next time and you're like, oh my god, wait, because like the the next part of this, it's so, and then and then you see them next and they're like, oh, I didn't see this part coming. You're like, yeah, I know. Oh, you can finally bask in all of its glory. I love it. Oh, now you're just being crazy. And now, and now, one rant for the road. One rant for the road. Shut up, you're drunk. All right, this is the part of the Friday show where we hop onto a random word generator online, flip it on, grab a random word, and then go on, and we rant about it for just a moment. Let's get a word going here. Generate some random words. Random word is frown. Frown. All right, this is an easy one, isn't it? I mean... First off, haven't we been told for years now? Turn that frown upside down. Does it suck? Yes. Are there mental issues that people are going through? Yes. Sometimes, though, there is a lot of truth in fake it till you make it. If you fake being happy, eventually you're going to be happy, right? For Christ's sakes, I get tired of watching everybody just sit around and be mopey about shit all the time. And it happens with everything. It happens with people that you got people in your life that will complain about they're always sick. There's always an ailment. There's always something going on. There's everything bad is happening to them. No bullshit. Everything good. Listen, you drove here in your car. We communicated over a electronic device that you have, you know, access to all of that stuff. Why are you frowning? Life is not bad. Is life hard? Yeah. Is it bad? No, it's not. Nobody's out to get you. Nobody's out to piss on your parade. Nobody, you didn't get something because somebody didn't like you. You didn't get something because you weren't prepared. You need to prepare for it. Look back on all that and just seriously, have a good demeanor. Why is it that hard? Are there people in your life that you're going to have to, you know, be around and you're going to not see eye to eye on things and you guys are going to be angry at each other and not work well together? Hell yes. Happens all the time. So many people. So many people that you butt heads with. So many people you don't communicate well with. And that happens. That's just, a, it's just what happens. But if 80% of the people that you come in contact with, when they ask, how's your day going? If you can genuinely respond, it's a good day. Thanks for asking. How's your day? Your life will be a thousand times better. Why is everybody so goddamn angry all the time? Everybody's so mad about shit. It's happening, I mean, not only is it happening online, it's happening in, I mean, listen, we all were cooped up inside going stir crazy, and now we finally got out, and instead of doing the thing that I thought everybody was going to do once we finally got out of quarantine and everybody was like, hey man, we're all going to be nice to one another. 
Because like we're getting the world back together. We did. We went through this together. We were united as a community. Fuck no. There's more shootings and more crime and more violence now than there ever has been. Have you seen like what's been going down? I mean, just like the poor Asian community. Jesus Christ. After coming out of lockdown, that's what these fucking knuckleheads are doing is I'm so blown away by it. And I just don't understand how it's such an easy thing. It's such an easy. Listen, if you have problems, should you find somebody and discuss these problems? Absolutely. But for the other, maybe like 75% of your day, just put a goddamn smile on your face and keep it inside. Because eventually you're just going to be happy. You just will. Do things suck? Yes, a lot of things suck. It's, it's, life is so goddamn hard. But eventually, if you just sort of fake it, eventually you'll just be like, hey, you're, that's the way your mind works. Think about all the habits that you have now. You got there because, you know, you, you were consciously doing something. And now it's just habit. Think about a smoker. When you first start smoking, it's not like you try a cigarette and then the next one you try it again. And no, no, no. You try one and then consciously you try another and then consciously you try another and you do it, you know, six, seven, 12, 15, 20 times. And the next thing you know, you, you just, that motion, you're just, you're addicted. That's the habit. It's the same thing with being happy. All you got to do is just fake being happy and eventually you'll be happy. Uh, there was a, when I was kind of going through what I like to call my dark days, there was an exercise that my therapist had talked about where she said, um, what is what is something in your life that, you know, whether it be, you know, a hammer, whether it be a sledgehammer, whether it be a fist, what is something that you can think of, like a superhero or anything that you can think of that when you are having a bad thought, when you're telling your, because we tell ourselves so many horror stories all the time. We constantly tell ourselves stories about shit that's never going to, I mean, think about it. On your drive to work, I bet you tell yourself 10 different scenarios that make you angry that are never going to happen. You're thinking about the thing that's going to happen when you get to work and you get angry about it or what this person might say or how you're going to react when this thing that might happen. It, you Inevitably, in your brain, you're like, it's going to happen. It's, it, but it doesn't. It never happens. But you just spent 15 minutes in your car driving to work being angry about something that might not happen. What a dumb way to live. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of comments here. Maximilian, walk away from the haters and you are left to love another day. I agree. Uh, Olina, I call them dark days too. That was stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, Maximilian, the co just appeared. The CO, the co. Do I know the co? What is the co? The co-worker? The co-worker. The co-worker just appeared. Oh, so it must be the co-worker that you hate is what we were talking about, right? Um. God damn it. See, I, sh- I, I was, I had a good, I had a good jag going here for a moment. What the hell was I just about to say? Um, but yeah, like all the, uh, oh, that's right. The exercise. That's what I was talking about. So all the bad thoughts that you have in your life, there was an old Monty Python bumper that if you ever watched the show, Monty Python, there was a big foot that used to come down and smash whatever it would be, a building, a car, a person, whatever it was. And every time you would have one of those bad thoughts, you'd start telling yourself, you know, that you're a piece of shit or that this isn't going to work or, uh, you know, you're angry at somebody for whatever. Anytime those thoughts would come in, she said, picture that giant foot smashing down on that thought, crushing it, and then start thinking of something good. And after about 
six weeks of doing that and you have to do it consciously. It's really tough because you catch yourself all the time. You know, when they tell, tell, they tell you to meditate and then you sit down and you're like, I'm just going to keep my mind very clear, having clear thoughts, nothing in my mind, not thinking about anything. Got to run to the grocery store. While I'm there, I should probably pick up some cheese. And I think the guys are going to stop over to watch the football game later. So maybe they would chips. Ah, shit. Okay, clear thoughts. Clear thoughts. Going to have clear thoughts. Got to have clear thoughts. Oh, would they think those guys want queso or are they more salsa guys? Fuck, clear thoughts. That's what you have to do when it comes to the goddamn terrible thoughts with the foot. Smash it down. And when you realize you're having it, smash it and move on to something else. Something else that makes you happy. You know, for me, it was... memories with my kid. That's what I always went to. It might not be helping me get through the moment right now, but God damn it. I, I need to find something that can mm, segue me to something that is not this, even though it might not be the best thought. It's better than what you're thinking about at the moment. So there you go. Frown. I don't, I hate that old phrase of like, turn that frown upside down, but it's true. It's a, a thousand percent true. Fake it. Eventually your brain is going to be like, Oh no, we're happy. We're happy people. That's what we do. We just smile all the time. Ah, what's up, D? Uh, I lived for years rerunning bad scenarios I went through with my exes and let myself get consumed by the death of my family when I was younger. I, dude, yeah. It's so tough, man. It, you're, you know, 90% of what goes on with us externally starts internally. I mean, think, I mean, think about it. You know, like all the all the bad shit, all the arguments, all the stuff that you probably could have avoided, it all started because your brain was just like, you know, you were hyped up about something or you were angry about it or you didn't think it through, whatever it might be. All those things. It's really difficult to be able to like just spin it. But I think if more of us sort of got on on board with that, you'd find a lot less like, you know, a lot less people that are angry. You'd find a lot less argumentative people. You'd find a lot less road rage be a lot less people screaming at each other at work. It's like, eh. I think only maybe once or twice have I ever gotten into like an arguing, like an actual like yelling match at work. And it was years ago when you're young and you're stupid. But now I just, I look at other people. I'm like, dude, you're, you're not my family member. Why the fuck are you yelling at me? Knock it off. Jesus Christ. Uh, find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on Stitcher every single day, Monday through Friday. We go live on Instagram. It's at Rudy underscore Povich. Again, you guys, thank you so much. What an excellent week this was. And hopefully you stuck it out. Thank you very much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.